The Talking Point with Kathy Mosasana. Weekdays, 9 a.m. till midday. It's 10 after 11 o'clock. Welcome to the third and final hour of the Talking Point today. And of course, uh, for this hour, we are focusing on our Municipal Watch feature. And for today, we'll take you then to the Northwest Province. Uh, before we do that, I see a lot of you also responding to um, that interview that we had with Gabelo Ncholo. And he, of course, runs a successful company. His company is called Yourself Management. Yourself management and um, yeah really telling us just how he was able to do it with 350 rand that he used to kickstart his business and today uh, they employ about 320 people and he's he's also written a book and the title of that book is how I let me get the full title right I don't want to um, mislead you in terms of what the what the name of that book is how I made Made my dream life with only 350 rand. That's the title of Gabelo's book, and it is available in all shops, so you can get a hold of it to be able to read about his personal story. But really, really inspiring stuff. Well, for our municipal watch feature this week, like I said, we are going to uh, be focusing on the Northwest Province. In particular, we'll take a look at the Tsobotla, the Dzobotla municipality as well. Uh, just before we get into that, residents of the Scotland informal settlement in Kalini in the northwest have been complaining that they're still using bucket toilets. They say they haven't been provided with flushing toilets despite existing infrastructure. According to figures released by StatsSA in April this year, there was an increase in bucket toilets in the Free State and the Northwest in 2019 compared to the previous year. Now, over the years, government has made promises to eradicate that bucket system, but none of the deadlines have been met. Zeblon Maine interacted with the residents in the area, and this is what he found. As a citizen of Scotland, I don't have toilet. When I have to go to toilet, I have to go to the bushes, of which degrades my dignity as a South African citizen. Our toilets here in Scotland affect us too much because when it is sunny, they smell and have worms as well because when it rains, they fall. A local Ward 17 councillor Motsama Yimukoso says the plight of the community has been unsuccessfully referred to various authorities for intervention. Uh, raise these issues with the uh, uh, provincial government. By then, uh, uh, all, all the stakeholders were there. Premier was there, MEC was there, HODs was, were, were also there. I've reminded them that they promised our, uh, they promised my community uh, the running toilet and also the RDP houses. But till today, we are still waiting. The Department of Human Settlement in the Northwest has acknowledged that basic human rights of the community has been violated and has promised to intervene. The MEC is Muluki Chwaile. Bucket system at Scotland informal settlement is not 20 years old. It is a matter of recent development as a result of the communities occupying area that is not serviced. And it is for this reason that we are moving quickly for this financially. We will be providing the services. Meanwhile, the manager for the Human Rights Commission in the Northwest, Osmot Mkomezul, agrees that the community has been deprived of their basic human rights. Well, in a case like that where the area has been established as a township and and there is 
there's approval for installation of of uh, bulk infrastructure services of, of basic services. In, in a situation like that, you would find that the human rights are either threatened or violated due to failure of local government to deliver to to pro, to, to to discharge its obligations. All right, so that was a report by Zeblin Maine, and he was speaking with residents. This is in particular from the Scotland informal settlement in Colini. Well, let me welcome to the show this morning to talk about some of the issues that have um, unfolded in the Dizobotla municipality. But I think we'll also expand the conversation a bit broader than that. We're joined by Mulugi Gwaile, who is the Northwest MEC um, and for Cooperative Governance, Human Settlements and Traditional Affairs. Mr. Twaile, good morning. Twaile, Twaile, apologies for that, Twaile. Yes, Twaile, no problem. Thanks. Good morning and good morning to the listeners. Sure. Gentle lady. Sure. Let let me also welcome to the show Dr. Eugene Brink. He's the manager of Afroforum Centre for Local Government. Dr. Brink, good morning. Good morning to you and the listeners. And Majoi Morali is a community member from Itzoseng, which falls under the Ditsobotla municipality. Um, Majoi, good morning. Good morning, Kathy, and to the Honorable MEC and my fellow uh, uh, citizen from Afroforum of Solidarity. Let me thank you for being available for this conversation. I suppose a good place to start perhaps would be with the perspective, uh, Mr. Majoy, of you as a resident um, in Itzusing, just to paint a picture for us about what your experience is when it comes to service delivery in the area. What is life like in Itzusing? No, uh, morning, Kathy, and to the fellow uh, listeners. The, we must agree that the the standard of service delivery has deteriorated, uh, and there are a number of reasons that has led to a situation where we find ourselves in. Secondly, we must apportion the responsibilities to the three spheres of governance. Because more often our our people, we blame local government because it is the closest sphere of governance. But when you look at some of the responsibilities of service delivery that ought to be offered to the people, some of them are the mandate of national government, some of them they are of province, the other one is of district inclusive of local. Now, let me respond to your question. With regard to those that are the responsibilities of local government, one key factor that has made things to go down, it is on the personnel. The MEC will agree with me that uh, municipalities in most cases are bloated with number of officials or workers who don't have the relevant skills capacity to deliver. That area needs to be addressed. Secondly, you go to the issue of finances the manner in which finances are being managed, and that will be supported by the AG, the Auditor General's report. Finances are not properly uh, managed. And the mismanagement of public funds will lead to the physical resources 
WhatsApp classes or machinery to be bought, to be serviced and maintained so that when they are assigned to different areas, they are in a good position. Lastly, the issue of communication between and amongst officials and councillors who are paid the mandate are supposed to collect mandate, give feedback. So the situation has deteriorated because of those or four issues that I've raised. There might be a plethora of them, but those ones, in my own view, I think they've done that. Secondly, now, what is evident on the ground is that your third roads, uh, given the volume of vehicles that are using there, they've got potholes. Secondly, rubbish dumps have not been collected from the street corners and from the different households. Thirdly, uh, your supply of electricity in most of the towns, townships, and villages, it has it has gone down, and all those things, and the issue of sewer, we are in a position whereby as as local uh, residents, we can even stay for a week or more than that with blockages that are there, and you don't see any commitment of communicating, of attempting, of notifying people to come and collect that. So those are the common features that we have on daily basis, both in it to saying and in other areas within the Ditsobota municipality. Thank you. Thank you so much for that, uh, Mr. Morale. Let me bring in Eugene Brink. Eugene, as Afri Forum, you've recently launched a local government centre and you are looking in particular at the municipalities of, of the Northwest. What actually spurred you to do this? Well, basically, I mean, we have roughly 160 branches all across the country, many of whom are in the northwest province. And um, we did issue last year uh, a report on Gauteng. And um, uh, the northwest province was just uh, um, uh, the the neighboring province that we decided we'll deal with next. Um, So we'll take it province by province. Um, I'm currently working on a report for, for Mpumalanga and also the Western Cape. Um, just to assess um, what service delivery is like um, on a municipal level. And, um, yeah, and, and most of the problems that we see from branches stem from uh, municipal failures or inaction. Um, there's literally a, a myriad of different uh, problems within municipalities, especially uh, the northwest um, refuse removal. And landfill sites uh, remain a huge challenge at this stage. The quality of the drinking water, um, and that was measured by us, um, by our various branches. We do our own testing because government hasn't released a blue drop report uh, in nearly a decade. Um, the drinking water generally is of, of reasonable quality, but it's often interrupted. Um, so it doesn't really matter whether you have um, clean drinking water when there's no water in the tap for uh, four, five, six, seven, eight hours per day. Um, so these are serious problems, and it's, it really affects people's lives and livelihoods. Um, the roads generally are dilapidated uh, within towns and within municipalities. That is a municipal function. That's not a provincial function. And, uh, yeah, they are in an atrocious condition. Um, they are filled with bottles, are dangerous to drive, especially at night. Um, the sewage treatment and management of sewage, um, and, and there was a reference just now to, to the use of bucket toilets that's been um, increased, which shouldn't be increased. Um, there should be an increase in, in, in the use of piped water 
Uh, and the quality of effluent is simply it's terrible. Um, the streetlights aren't working in um, in various towns within Northwest. Sure. Do- Dr. Um, Brink, I'll give you an opportunity just to, to continue with some of your opening remarks. Uh, this is our Municipal Watch feature, and today we're focusing on the Northwest province. We're going to take a quick break, and I'm back with our guests after this. Kathy Mutasana is leading the conversation on across South Africa right now. Now, now. Stay tuned to SAFM. All right, it's 23 after 11 o'clock and for our Municipal Watch feature, we're looking at the state of municipalities in the Northwest Province and we'll also do a bit of a focus on the Dizobotla municipality in particular. Um, you know, we had invited the mayor to come on, but um, it was a bit of short notice for um, the office and so we've had to switch things up a little bit, uh, but certainly plenty to discuss in terms of service delivery in that part of the country. Remember that you can also be part of our conversation. Uh, the number to use for this morning is 011-714-2006. That's the phone line to get in touch with us on the WhatsApp line. It's 614 And uh, you can use that number to send us your messages, your text messages, that is, or even your WhatsApp voice notes. So Dr. Eugene Brink is the manager of Afroforum Center for local development in the Northwest. And uh, Dr. Brink, you were just speaking to us about some of the research you've been conducting into municipalities in that province and what you found. Yes. Um, and and uh, there's a whole laundry list of, of problems within these municipalities. Um, there are also some, some bright spots, such as uh, schooling and more people um, attaining matric certificates and um, yeah, getting better schooling, especially secondary schooling. Mm. Um, but it doesn't help if uh, local economies are in such a shambles that people can't be absorbed within those um, uh, labor markets. Um, so hence we see the high, especially the youth unemployment is sky high in some of these municipalities. It reaches 60, 70 percent. And recently, um, Premier Job Makoro from the Northwest, um, he addressed a community meeting in, in, in the Northwest province. And he said, um, uh, a government isn't able uh, to address these challenges by itself. It needs communities. It needs the private sector um, mm. to help in addressing these problems. And I think that's in part why we established a specialist research uh, institution to look at um, uh, on the one hand, to do research on municipalities and municipal conditions, because we found that some of the information is, is quite outdated and, and it's lacking in, in many instances, but also at the same time devising solutions. Um, we see a lot of media reporting on municipalities because it is, it's the, the coal fight of government in South Africa. Mm. Um, it's, it's the only level of government that most South Africans will ever encounter um, is, is, is their, their local municipality. Um, so we see a lot of reporting and we see a lot of complaining, but we don't see any deeper analysis or um, people coming up with, with solutions and devising solutions for this. So our uh, point of departure is that communities should also play an active role, um, like we've seen in Costa now with the um, case. Um, where the community has now been mandated 
to run the sewage works, to run the, the, the water works. And mm. um, it's actually um, <laughs> the quality of the water and the availability and the supply of the water has actually improved for everybody within the within the municipalities. So I can go on um, the listing things that are wrong in the in the northwest. Um, but I think anybody who lives there, and I go there often. I live in Gauteng, but I I go I go often to many places. Um, I travel there uh, for work purposes, and um, I, I can see the state of of various towns and municipalities and mm-hmm. what's going on there. And you also you just have to read the Auditor General. Report. I can quote at length what's what was written last year yeah. uh, by the late Kimi yeah. Makwetu yeah. in the 2018-2019 report. It mm. is shocking. Yeah, and and we'll get the MEC to answer to some of those issues in a moment. But, Doctor Brink, do you think it's sustainable? What is happening in some municipalities in the northwest where people? are now having to run some of these services for themselves. And you find the courts actually ruling in their favor um, because the municipalities have just become so dysfunctional. Yeah, I think in, in terms of cost, uh, um, that uh, that will become, a, a, a well, I want to call it a, a public community initiative. Mm-hmm. Um, the, the government won't be... Uh, disallowed to do anything, and they, uh, the municipality is busy <clears throat> working on the roads and, and various other things as well. So they, it's not like the, they are being excised from the whole process, um, but the community needs to play a, a, a supplementary role. Now, it is difficult, and it's only b- b- one small part within a municipality like Hitling. It's only the waterworks and the, and the sewage works that's being run like that, um, but that could be a, a model a more sustainable model across the province and across the country. Remember, less than 10% of municipalities in South Africa currently get a clean audit. Um, Only about 8% uh, get a clean audit. Um, So there are capacity constraints all around the country. And we need to think out of the box. We need to think in new, innovative ways in how to uh, address these problems as public sector, as the community sector, as well as the private sector. Um, because this, uh, the way it's been going on and, and the way it's going on now um, is not sustainable. Um, we could see it. We can see it in the conditions within the, and the state of these municipalities. All right. We're going to continue the conversation. And um, MEC Chwaile, I'm going to give you an opportunity to be our first speaker. Uh, that will be uh, immediately after the 11.30 news headlines that uh, will be taking place shortly with Utsile Sako. After this, I'll also be opening the phone lines and the number to use there, 011-714-2006. And you can imagine just the, the example of this community that went to the courts to actually fight to be part of some of the management of the sewer plants just so that they're able to guarantee some kind of level of delivery. Is this the kind of model that we want to see happening in our communities going forward? You know, do we is that what it's going to take? The community get involved with the government and ultimately um, is that going to be the only way to guarantee the quality of services that people are looking for? It's 11.30, Utsile Sako is standing by. The Talking Point with Kathy Mosasana, weekdays, 9 a.m. till midday. 
We're continuing our conversation for the Municipal Watch feature and for this week we're looking at the state of municipalities in the Northwest Province. Part of this conversation is Moloki Chwaile, he's the MEC for Cooperative Governance. Majoi Morale is a community member from Itzoseng and Dr. Eugene Brink is the manager of Afroforum Centre for Local Government. Mr. Chwaile, just looking at this report that was referenced by Dr. Brink a little bit earlier, and that's the Auditor General's report. This is for the 2018-2019 financial year on municipalities. It found for the Northwest Province in particular that the accountability failures at all levels of assurance, and I'm reading directly from the report here, are indicative of a systemic breakdown in the discipline of financial and performance management control. And that breakdown resulted in 10% 10 municipalities, which is 45% submitting their financial statements after the legislated deadline. Not a single municipality was able to achieve at least a financially unqualified audit outcome. And the late, uh, you know, Auditor General said that that pointed to the political leadership's failure to set a tone for clean administration by creating an environment conducive to accountability, good governance and consequence management. That paragraph in and of itself just explains the kind of problems that the province is facing. As the Cocter MEC, um, you know, how much responsibility, accountability do you take for the situation and why do you think that it has regressed to the extent that it has? Yes, no, thank you very much, uh, Ms. Casey and the listeners and uh, colleagues there. No, we, maybe we must accept, of course, that uh, many of our municipalities are facing multiplicity of challenges. And uh, the question where we are should be, then what is it that we intend to do uh, to make a redress? Of course, our turnaround strategy, amongst others, seeks to deal with the issue of financial sustainability which is at the center of the crisis municipalities are facing. Uh, you would agree with me that uh, the better management of creditors and debtors book is what municipalities are failing on. The, to, the municipalities are not able to implement initiative campaign on and around revenue uh, to improve their collection. The cash flow management through budget steering committees are not in place. And, of course, the first step for account, accountability in the contextual understanding of audit is records management. We intend on improving on the audit outcome through improved records management because it is when the auditor are able to access records that they are able to generate opinion. The reason we have disclaimers simply means there were no records at all. So we also include the preparation of the quality half yearly and annual financial statement for that purpose. We are improving on the implementation of internal controls. Of course, we have taken note of the reluctance of many of the municipalities to implement consequence management on and around uh, irregularities. The The third important part 
that is why we have brought in MISA municipal infrastructure uh, support agency from national into all of our municipality as part of the intervention is to improve infrastructure planning and implementation because uh, the failure to register infrastructure project in time uh, leads to the situation where we are losing money by the end of the year but we are also intending at uh, and blocking and frustrating the project the fourth part is the administrative stability of course where we will make sure that those who are deployed or employed are meeting inherent requirements for the post. This is the reason why at Dichobota in particular, we have taken the municipality to court to nullify the appointment of the acting municipal manager who does not meet any of the single inherent requirements there except that he's carrying a degree. The implementation of the recommendations of forensic investigations is what we want to achieve. This is the reason why we have also agreed at Exco two weeks ago that we must uh, invoke Section 139 because we have also the history of 18 million that has just disappeared today that we can't tell where it is. The compliance to legislative uh, determination would be seen through the implementation of the standard operating procedures that we are putting in place, enabling the improved functionality of supply chain bids committees and the timer's submission of the prescribed reports. So, maybe because there is the issue about hacking, we agree that uh, we should have communities joining and enabling the municipalities to discharge its responsibility, but it's unfortunate that the scenario at Hetling is more about profiteering from the challenges being experienced by the municipality, where we have had people coming in, but they are coming in so that they can irregularly also appoint themselves as service providers, take over the plants, and even when you have paid them, they refuse to, to uh, vacate the site. So it cannot be said the assistance from the municip- uh, communities to the municipalities is being done in a good faith. This is the reason why instead of... But, 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 the court, but the court agreed with the community. No, the court said we must correct on, what, uh, on the matters that were concerning the community. We did that correction and we couldn't complete the redress on a period of a time given by the court. Beyond that period, they then took over. When yes, took but, but over, that, that problem has been completely self-inflicted. There would have been no room for the there, community there many, to get involved many, many, if reasons. that service was being provided in the way that it needed to from the beginning. I agree, but you would know that there are groupings at various municipalities who are withholding the rates and taxes who do not make municipality to have the money so that they should be able to provide service. And the example of it is Kretling. And where we are not able to evaluate the properties, including the wildlife establishment in the area there, and make a revenue out of it, we have a challenge where the municipalities are not able to. Uh, discharge their responsibility, and many of the municipalities adopt unfunded uh, 
uh, IDP. That's the challenge that we have. The challenge is not only as a result of the internal matters within the municipality, but also because the communities at times are withholding what should be going to the municipality as the resources is mostly needed. So are you saying that the, are you saying that um, residents in the community are not paying their rates and taxes as they should be? Yes, even those that have been built right in the Chobotla are not necessarily responding and are not making that payment. Let me just show you what has happened in Kheshing. We have the Mahalis water board that could have managed their plants at the cost of $3 million a year. But we had those who took over, who were made to, pay, to be paid $16 million that the municipality didn't have. Whilst at the same time, they have withheld their own rates in a separate trust account. So the challenges that are being experienced by the municipality are at times uh, as a result of the the contributors are mainly including the communities themselves. Okay, so we're going to continue our conversation in a moment. Uh, This is our Municipal Watch feature and we're taking a look at provinces or or rather at municipalities in the Northwest province. We're going to take a quick break. When we come back, I'm also back with more of your calls. Send a voice note to Kathy Mutlatana right now. 0614-104-107. We're continuing the conversation on the talking point and focusing on municipalities in the Northwest. Uh, just one more question before I go to the phone lines, MEC, and this is on the issue of your the, the province's finance finances holistically you spoke about how it was one of the areas that you wanted to improve and yet in the reporting period of 2018-2019 the auditor general found that the use of consultants in that province had increased by 45% but there wasn't an actual improvement in the quality and in the actual submission rates of municipalities. And one has to question, where is that money going to? Because we know that the use of consultants is often also just a way of people to loot money from the state. Yes, no. Yes, it's case we agree. One, that there is a abuse of use of consultants, but secondly, that the consultants are used even where there are personnel occupying substantive posts, a matter that we are addressing. But the problem is record management, because even if you appoint the consultant, they must find the document there to populate a grab formula that would uh, mean generating information required by the AG. One, secondly, because even the, there is no reconciliation on monthly basis that enables the easy utilization of the available information, but also the work being done by the consultant is not necessarily being monitored. Importantly, we require that there should be proper internal controls in place that even when you are using consultant or you are not even using consultant, you would still be able to make available necessary documents. But, 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 how can you feel that you're making progress when even something as basic as being able to know where certain funds went and having a record of that is, is not even in place? Yes, it's true because we that borders along lines of corruption. This is the reason why it doesn't border along the lines of corruption. It sounds like it is very corrupt. 
definitely I would agree with you that is, this is the reason why we have requested the AG to conduct in-depth investigation as well on any matter for which they are not able to acquire documents because documents disappear simply because people do not want to account. Secondly, we have had an interaction with the SIU solely with the intention of recovering all of the losses beyond the implementation of consequence management internally. This is what fairly so we are doing as a means of redress. You would have realized that in about two of our municipalities, we had to take action against the CFO and the municipal managers, but importantly, we have had to drag the municipal manager to court where we won case or case were ruled in our favor, and we make sure that whoever makes wrong decision, we recover money from that person to set the example and set it as a deterrent. Okay. And this is what we are really doing. We are addressing and we remain on course. We will find a different uh, result moving forward. All right, we're going to continue the conversation here. I'm taking your calls. I mean, it's just unbelievable. How do you have transactions, monies coming in and out of bank accounts and there's no record of where the money went? There's no accountability. There's zero accountability. Ruby, you're calling us from Pretoria. Good morning. Hello, Ruby. They, uh, they have no street lights in Kismet Avenue for a long time, in Shukran, uh, in Luxembourg. Another problem is land invasion is occurring in Kismet, in Shukran. And council accounts are delayed from last year. Rates, water, mm. electricity, nothing is being done. And and what what is the result of that? Does that mean that because if you obviously aren't getting the the billing for 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 your services, you're probably not paying in the way that you should. Are people being cut off? Well, so far no no cut off has been done, but the uh, accounts are coming estimated very high. Mm. All right, let me try and get a, a response from that uh, from MEC Chile. MEC Chile. Thank you. Yes, it's true that in varying areas there are challenges on and around service delivery, including street lights, and that also is a, a concern. But we also know that many of our residents are not necessarily honoring their obligations as well. And this challenge we have referred to of financial sustainability makes it difficult for municipality to discharge its responsibility on and around matters of service delivery. It is a matter that we are addressing. But uh, the issue of revenue collection is also the area that we have ventured into. And we are hoping the redress would include making funds available for the municipality to discharge their responsibility. The vandalism or stealing of cables uh, uh, is just like when the people in Bishobotla are deliberately going to the site and destroy valves so that tankering should thrive are challenges that we would continue to experience until the police succeed in cracking that down. So other challenges are man-made. Others, as a, as a result of the uh, proce- processes uh, being flawed and uh, the systems not being much effective to give desired results. Ma- Majo, All that uh, compound sh- our sure. challenges. Matoy, as, 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 as a resident of, of, of Dizobotlo, you know, perhaps your own take just on the issues that Ruby was raising. 
I beg your pardon. I, w- I was asking that you know just your own your own take on some of the issues that Ruby was raising that residents are failing even in terms of basic things like being able to receive accurate billing. That is true. That is true, Kathy. And I will agree. Number one, with most of the findings as articulated by the honourable honourable uh, MEC. It's true that in most of the settlements, you'll have a problem of people not receiving their billings on time. And then when they happen to be issued to them, uh, the amounts are not being backed up by anything. Where, like in the past, we are used to a, switch, a situation whereby you'll see people from the municipality getting into houses, collecting readings, and that will justify why the amount is like that. Mm-hmm. So if you stay for long without data collection, and then later on you are being bombarded with a lot of money, definitely it will destroy the relationship between the people and the municipality. So MEC, if we, we confirm that people are not honoring their obligation, even though they have been given the, the services, the problem is we supposed to collect data and enable that people do pay. That's number one. So it lies with the municipality. But also, MEC, you are also confirming that uh, uh, in terms of the personnel, we don't have people who are supposed to do some basic work. And then thirdly, it is true that uh, most of the maladies that the MEC spoke about are happening even in Itusang or in the entire municipality. Now, the, the solution will be we need to intensify MEC with all the strategies, turnaround strategies that you have uh, in your table. We need to intensify. One of the uh, structures that we need to uh, put in place is your monitoring and evaluation because you can afford to be told now and then that records are being misplaced, stolen, etc., etc. People are not doing one, two, three. Your, your councillors working together with the what committees must intensify relationship with the uh, subs. They must intensify uh, a strict, uh, relationship with any relevant stakeholder that is statutory or non-statutory in ensuring that whatever that we, we deserve as the residents and communities are being given to us. So the findings are there. It's about time that consequence management must be employed. We must intensify the issue of uh, rubbishes, the, the uh, rubbish, the issue of uh, non-collection and non-payment must be intensified. And lastly, uh, you'll have different classes of members of the community. They're unemployed the public servants and the aged. It's about time that one of your turnaround strategy is to come up with a particular amount. If you have your your unemployed people who are registered for uh, in this register, the, there is a register for people who are unemployed. It needs to be kept uh, alive and then it will be evaluated more often. All right. All right, Majoy. Let me do this. I'm going to give you an opportunity to finish after this quick break. I'll also take more of the calls that have been lined up. Hashtag SFM Talking Point. We're continuing the conversation on the talking point and we're doing our municipal watch feature looking at the state of municipalities in the northwest. Majoy, let me come to you quickly you. before I go back to the phone lines. Yes. So I was saying that we need to intensify in terms of the monitoring and evaluation, building relationships amongst uh, stakeholders that exist in our in our area. So basically, most of these things that are being proposed by the, by the MEC, they can be put in place. And then consequence management must be employed. Mm-hmm. This time that as people, we, 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 we take things for granted, must come to an end. Lastly, Casey and the, and the MEC and my fellow colleagues out there, the issue of the bylaws 
ought to be respected. The issue of bylaws, Honorable MEC, ought to be respected. But the point that I was also making before we go for an interval was the issue pertaining to uh, members of the society, uh, members of the community divided into three, the unemployed, the public servants, uh, your your aged, maybe even the business. We need to come up with a system through consultation process that how much much as a minimum amount must be paid by people from different categories so that we don't have a situation whereby citizens are not not paid, but there must be value for money. And then once there is value for money, it, is, it then becomes upon the councillors, the mayor, the ESCO, and all top officials concerned that they must then deliver as per what the people on the ground are paying for. Okay. So the issue of potholes, the issue of light, and all challenges that have identified uh, MEC will be addressed. While, right. we get, while we get a share from the district, province, and national allocation coming to us. All right, okay. Machoy. Th- thanks for that okay. contribution. Let me quickly go to Tabo in Poch. Tabo, good morning. Good morning, Kathy. How are you? I'm well, thank you. Yes. I think you still remember me. I called uh, earlier this year. Mr. Joyle was there by the SASN doing the interview. I, I, asked, I was asking if he can get back to me because the that issue of the land uh, there by the Guran last in the farm 123. I'm still waiting for his call from the last interview we had this day. So, so I can make I'm a, just going to be sure. What, what, what was the issue, Tabo? The issue was that the, the land was bought from the previous owners, mm-hmm. uh, and then it was transferred in our grandfathers. But the land, it has been, it has been divided into, into, into trust. Mm. There, uh, there are uh, maybe three villages within the farm, and then... Those people they don't they don't even have a title to be there by the land. But then they say they are imposed there by the by by the provincial government. And 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 and, and then now we do we do uh, looking forward to do some some certain project uh, because the land has been invaded. And then mm-hmm. we don't know where to start. And then if you gonna go looking for 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 the potential investors, you must have a clear a clear plan and, and a clear a clear idea where the the the, the, the development is gonna be. So all right. So Tabo, for you. yeah. It, it sounds like I'm going to need to forward your your details again uh, to to the department because I'm I'm trying to remember the story, but I don't quite remember all of the details yet. But uh, we will certainly put you in touch with with the department. Um, Tsolo in Pretoria. Good morning. Morning, Kathy. How are you? I'm well, thank you. Kathy, I'm a citizen of Disorota, mm. and the one thing that I'm not happy about is that uh, even though it's a short notice, the mayor was supposed to adhere to your request mm. because he served the people. So anything that comes to his table, he must be able to account to it. Mm. So I'm not happy about it because all our problems lies behind beyond the head of the player. And then my comment in regarding to what we are having in Lachtenberg is that the administration is very poor. The administration is very poor right from the mayor's office up down Nawazi because the people who are in office, some of them, they don't have the qualifications to be there. Mm-hmm. That is why you see the Lachtenberg is so poor, is so poor and is not well administered. There is an equitable share that is always given to them. What are they doing with it? They are not maintaining what they are supposed to do with that equitable share. Mm. The roads are very poor, Katie. The mm. roads are very poor. Yeah. Wherever you go, even right inside town, 
where we said this is the town. I'm staying in town, but it's like you are staying somewhere else. Mm-hmm. Because even you can remember the past uh, government, the town was very nice. The town was very clean. But right now, when you enter into Lachimbeck uh, town, it's very poor. It's so mixed up. It's very dirty. Okay. So if the NEC could answer those things to make it right, they must not just come there and be and place mud. They must not place mud when they are in the in the in the radio. They must speak something that they will implement when they go out of that meeting. Really, it's very poor. The water you can't have a water given a water at a certain time. Said six o'clock you must have water. They close the water. What is that? This is the place where you should have access to everything. But we are giving water as if we are living, I don't know, you can't be given time of this is the time that you are going to get water. This is the time that we are going to close for the water. That's very unfair for the people. We are the people that serve. That is why you see, Katie, the services are not paid. You can't pay for something that you don't see. You can't pay for something that you are not happy about. Mm. So if they can just account to those things, then they will see the progress, even if from the groundwork. People on the ground are suffering, Katie. You can't even go anywhere and find the service that is relevant. Go to the municipality right now. Go to the traffic officers. You will see they are just there. They are, they are supposed to man- make sure that they maintain services, that they can, the revenue to the, to, to, to the municipality. They are not doing that. So how are we going to do as a citizens? Because we look at them as, the, as our front officers that we can see that mm. they are working. That's when that our money, we know that if we put our money in the municipality, we know we are going to get the relevant services. Absolutely. But you can't put your money there, mm. whereas there is nothing that you receive in return. All right. So I think that the point has been well made. Uh, thank you for calling in. She's a resident of a resident rather of the Dizobotla municipality. Unfortunately, <laughs> it's not unfortunate, but it's convent day. So I'm going to have to end off the conversation there. I know that if I give an opportunity to my guests to try and wrap up they're just going to take too much time it's impossible that it will be done in under three minutes so i think this is certainly an ongoing conversation and there's so many issues that we have the opportunity to come back and look at and let me thank you all for being available for today let me hand over to sakina kamwendo on the update at noon sakina good afternoon